You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweets and successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game and finesse it and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Settings Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. Shane, what up, homie? Merry Christmas to you and yours. What's up, man? Chilling, brother. Uh, happy holidays to you as well. Happy New Year's of sorts or whatever <laughs> we got going on. Speaking of which, you say happy New Year's of sorts. I see you got happy new quarter. You're not saying happy new year. What's up with that? No, because like I think we de- we talked about this last year. Like how most of the goals that people set at New Year's, they never accomplish. Yeah. And they never yeah. stick to it. So I just thought as a really in, in relation to this pod, what if like every quarter we just like happy new quarter and we celebrate like it's happy new year <laughs> and we, we plan like, okay, what's the goal for this quarter in real life? Right. I think imagine if every day we woke up as if it was the same vigor that we approach every new year. Like, imagine if we just woke up every day with that mindset. Oh, it's a new day or a new year. All right, this is the goal. Next day. Imagine, like, how much more productive mm-hmm. and how different things would be as opposed to waiting until January 1 when really the new year is probably in March in real life. But that's another conversation for a conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. It's the same, it's the same concept behind, have you heard people do uh, new business launch parties? Yeah. Where, you know, every time somebody opens a new business or launches a new service that they offer with their business, they do a launch party. Yeah. Uh, and what they, what the science behind it is, is that people are always excited to launch new. We're always excited to start something new. It's the, the, the pain that comes with keeping it up and finishing yeah. That people don't that's where they lack and that's where they fall short gotcha. so yeah i'm i'm totally with you we can celebrate every quarter every I'm quarter with that. every quarter did you catch the conspiracy theory i just said no you throw so many <laughs> when i said how new year's is really in march no i missed that one <laughs> yeah i literally it was really in march <laughs> is that the chinese new year huh are you talking about the chinese i, new I don't year know book? i i'm just telling you what i hear like, I mean, there's there's other conspiracy theorists in our audience. So so who's that? I mean, there's a ton of conspiracy. I'm saying there are conspiracy general, theorists. There's a bunch of my daughter is a conspiracy theorist. Okay. So she watches the pod. She's one. Okay. But what what's this New Year's? I don't know. I don't, you, bro. I I like on the surface knowledge. I like on the surface, so I know enough just to say, hmm, okay. And keep it pushing. I, I I don't get caught up, but like, I think there's a um, there's so much in the world going on that something is bound to go wrong just because mm. there's so much going on. So don't be distracted. And and I mean, even if you are distracted, try not to be fearful. If that makes sense. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, try not to be fearful. So. 
This week I heard that, yeah, New Year's is really in March. Um, heard that Trump, that we may not have an election in 2024. Um, wow. There was a couple other stuff. You know, of course, the flat earth situation. That's always around. Which actually, I don't, I don't know that, I won't say that I believe, but I won't say that I don't believe either. I, I say we got to go to space. Go to space first. See Earth from the moon and then make a decision. Is, is space even real? Go to space first. <laughs> Go to space first and let's find out. <laughs> All right, I'll put it What blew my mind? <laughs> Talk to me. Um, it's a different feeling when you bet on yourself and you see. And I'm not talking hmm. about. I'm talking about betting on yourself with big risks. Like if this doesn't go right, you're in trouble. So I, I, I just, uh, as we move into the next quarter, January one, I encourage everyone to, if you ever have the opportunity to bet on yourself, gamble on something, take a step. I truly encourage you to do it because that's where growth happens. And just that that process of being stretched of not knowing is a beautiful process when you come out on the other side yeah yeah now this this wasn't this particular topic wasn't today's topic but i kind of want to lean into this a bit more right so the idea of betting on yourself and something's got to be big in order to stretch you like what is what happens i guess to the person when a big risk is involved and they decide to bet on themselves can you kind of talk through well um i think what happens is you begin to understand the possibilities because i think most of us our success is often limited limited by our thoughts mm -hmm. and that limitation is 85 90% of the times fear so we're yeah. afraid of something whether it be afraid of failure, afraid of people's opinions, afraid of not knowing, afraid of not having a plan. So what happens when you face that fear and take that step, possibilities are pushed out and it, things become what seemed impossible now yeah. becomes possible. Like if you think of a, a young child, first they're just sitting there, then they roll then they may take that one inch and crawl. Then they may stand, take two steps and fall. Then they start walking. Then they start running. It's the same thing. Like it's the same process. Yeah. Once you bet on yourself, you, you start to learn about your limits and you start to learn that what you thought was possible or excuse yeah. me, what you thought was impossible is far more possible than you think. <laughs> Yep. Yep. And then, and then it repeats. Yep. Yep. Because you then start to gain confidence that you got, you start to gain confidence and you also start to gain a heightened sense of curiosity because you are like, well, if this what I thought is now false, how else might I have been wrong up to this point about what I believed? Right. And that curiosity is going to inspire you to lean in more to these other areas of your life. And I give you a real tangible example. My daughter, remember, I told you she left a job a couple episodes back 
um, to start her own graphic design studio. Mm -hmm. And so she and I have been working together for the past, mm, I would say three months, real intense. Like I really leaned in to teach her sales and what I've learned over the years about growing a business, especially from scratch. When I traveled to my last speaking gig, she sends me a text that says, she, it's a video of a guy talking through sales. And she goes, the text is the link. And it says, almost word for word, everything that you've taught me. Mm. I'm realizing that I have all the tools to do this. It's all I thought in the I house. was wrong. I, she thought I she thought she was wrong all the time. She thought she wasn't a salesperson. And, you know, her her thing was, I'm not you. I'm not you. You know, you're the salesperson. She said almost word for word. She says, and this it's so easy now that I've done it. She's like been making cold calls like I've taught her the old school way. She's making old school sales cold calls, killing it. We, we've already had three business meetings set up. Mm. already that we've gone on for business for her. Mm. I When I show up, this is a cool dad moment. I'm proud of this. I show up and I introduce myself as her assistant. I'm her, <laughs> I'm her assistant. So I carry her bag. Has, I carry her laptop in it. I, can, I pull out. I take notes. She don't take notes while she's in the meeting. Uh, she's having a conversation with the client. I may interject some stuff just as I'm thinking, but I'm her administrative assistant. That's, That's my role. Right. That is, Bruh, that is it's a beautiful thing. Proud dad moment. But yeah, you're yeah. right. That point about betting on yourself. Like I'm seeing it right now in my kids and it's amazing. Yeah. And um, probably going to post this on Facebook. Like if you would have told me five years ago, I would be doing the things I'm doing now. Probably wouldn't have believed you. And it was just all because, you know, I was just like, I took some gambles, man. I just like, all right, well, you know, let's go do it. Let's go try it. And was it was it solely those gambles that you took or was it were those gambles in conjunction with some other things? Like, I know you were reading some books uh, that kind of opened your mindset. You, 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 you take yeah. the steps. You don't know the answers, but you're working, you're working. That's why. Hence our other conversation this week. Do something. Just do something like yeah. you sit around. Um, yeah. Wildest thing. Um, I have a very close friend who, how do I put this, is uh, very into the, what I call the world coming to an end. <laughs> that, that, that's how the best way I can put it. I understand. I have no problem with it. But in the meantime, one, what is the solution? So what should you be doing as you're waiting for the world to end? And two, can can you make some money while you're waiting for the world to end? Start a start a YouTube channel and tell people about it. Create a a, a survival pack. Create a yeah, newsletter. Yeah. Do something other than sit around and talk about the world ending. Like if you're passionate about that, and and guess what? As I said, I think I said this at the beginning. There's too much going on for something not to go wrong, right? And eventually, everybody's gonna be right. So eventually, something's gonna happen. You know, mm -hmm. like I had this guy that used to preach food shortages, food shortages. He's been telling me the same thing since 2011. He thought he hit the jackpot when COVID hit, you know, like, yes, I was right. You're going to be right eventually. So in the meantime, what what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, a broken clock is right two times, <laughs> two times a day, times right? Week. Yeah, two times a day. Yeah. You know, um, on that note, 
Um, question, and this is for one of our good buddies. Do you view this podcast as a money podcast? Like where we're talking about finance and money? No, I don't. Okay. But I do view this podcast as working in concert with ways of building wealth, both financially, uh, monetarily, right? Thinking in that sense, but also um, emotional wealth, uh, uh, wealth when it comes to pouring into your family and growing your legacy. Hmm. So like, I feel like it works in concert. Is it, so for you, it's wealth. You, you, it's absolutely wealth. Okay. See, I never, I've, I've never thought about it that way because I've always looked at it as being the best version of myself. So, whereas I'm not, I'm not really drip, which is crazy. We all, okay. We know we need money to survive. We know the more money, the better, yada, yada, yada. But for me, I'm not really money driven as much as I am getting the best results and being the best version of myself and doing the most that I can do. So if you think about what we talked about at the beginning with betting on yourself, I'm betting on myself, not necessarily for the financial gain, although it comes with it. I'm betting on myself for the stretch to get to the next level. So then once I, when I get here, Okay, well, you got to go some more and you keep going and you keep going. And I, and, I, and I truly believe that, you know, I hate to be so cliche, but your gift will make a way for you. You know, once you see a certain amount or a certain quality of living, like nobody wants to go back. Yeah. So like wealth is the bigger picture versus if this was a money podcast, then that would be short term. I'm thinking long term. Yeah. Right. People. People consume things, food, content, you name it, for a lot of times the short-term uh, benefit that it could provide them. But this this pie was never created for the short-term benefit yeah. of what it could give people. The, the name itself, Purpose Addicts, an addiction is not something short-term. An addiction in and of long itself yeah. is long-term. It's a long-term commitment to whatever you're addicted to. <laughs> so you want people to be addicted to their <laughs> purpose forever. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get you hooked. Yeah. Right? On wealth building. Okay. Well, well, well then, I guess, I don't know. I guess wealth, was def- wealth is definitely baked in. I just don't know. I guess I got to figure out how I view that. Because it just... I, I, it's again, wealth isn't just money, like rich versus wealthy, right? Mm -hmm. The rich people versus the wealthy people, wealthy people, as they define it, they have land. They, they have not in addition to land, they got money, they got uh, assets, right? So it encompasses more than just. Gotcha. So that's why, that's how I define wealth and why I say this contributes more to the wealth and well-being of our audience, as opposed to, a money podcast. I'm just trying to put a couple coins in your pocket right here, right now. Yeah. 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 So are we a wealth a building in addition to purpose podcast? Like, do we talk directly about how to build wealth? We do. We do directly and indirectly. And today's honestly, today's topic. Matter of fact, let's use it as a segue. Okay. 
I, I shot you the topic of what did I learned from gang members about picking business partners, right? We're going to title this one. We'll probably call it Gangster Business Partners. Gangster right? Business Partners. When this episode comes out, title it Gangster Business Partners. Okay. So before I give you that piece of it, I'm going to ask you now a couple of questions just to gauge where you're at and it'll help our audience also gauge where they're at, right? I'm I'm looking, I was looking into my pay stub because something was off in what I got versus what I was used to getting. So I started looking back, right? And I noticed one area that was different was in the employee taxes portion of it, right? Without giving too much detail, it sent me down a rabbit hole to figure out what's wrong, what's different, why it's different. Well, somehow I ended up on the IRS page learning about the different tax brackets that exist. So my first question to you is, do you know how many tax brackets are identified by the IRS? And if so, what is that? I'm going to say no, because I less, I, I'd rather learn. Okay. What would be your guess? Because people talk about tax brackets, tax brackets, but how many are there? What would you guess? And I know I'm wrong. I'm going to say six. My, my question is, how many are there over 400,000? I didn't go as deep as to figure out what the thresholds are, because that's, again, part of this whole string of questions I'm going I'm to throw at you and, and what we're going to learn. I don't know. So, uh, I'm a, okay, my wild guess, let's say eight. It's actually seven. Damn it. Lucky number seven. There are seven tax brackets okay. identified by the IRS, and they start at 10%, and the highest percentage uh, you could be taxed as 37%. So 10% up to 37%. And, and, then, and then the higher, well, the more you make, the more, the, the higher. Okay. Or so they Once me. again, another misconception about how the brackets work. So I learned this too. All right. I guess this is a so money podcast. All right, go ahead. I'm it's not a money podcast. <laughs> it's about wealth building, right? They say knowledge is power. The more you know, the more you can grow, right? So here, we're going to grow together. In just a brief little 10 minutes, I dove in on the IRS website. I learned that there are seven tax brackets. I learned that each bracket has a threshold. And just because you fall into a particular tax bracket, that doesn't mean that all of your income gets taxed at the same percentage within that bracket. Mm. Example, 10% bracket, the very first one, the threshold max is $19,750. Okay. If you make over $19,750, only the amount that is above $19,750 will be taxed at the next bracket percentage level up to its threshold. So the first $19,750 is only getting taxed at 10%. Now, we are not financial gurus or experts. We are not offering any sort of financial advice, but what we will say is knowledge is power, so it's up to us to lean in. I then said to myself, well, dang, I ain't know that. I asked Tasha, my wife, did you know how many tax brackets? Did you know this info? She said, no, I didn't know that either. So then I said, well, let me Google how many Americans know 
how many tax brackets there are. And multiple surveys came back with just over 50% of Americans don't know how many tax brackets there are or how the table works. It's a table. Okay. Let's keep going. I said, well, let me understand why people don't understand how tax brackets work. This is, again, in a 10-minute time frame in this rabbit hole. What Google said back to me is that people get afraid when their income approaches the top of a tax bracket Mm. simply because they don't know how it works. Okay. Okay. So now let's go back to what a gang member taught me about figuring out who to go into business with. Came across a clip that Nipsey Hussle did interview one time. And he was talking about his time of being a member of the rolling sixties in um, LA. Right. And what he said was the thing that dawned on him one day is that the way you dress out in LA, people know if you're affiliated or not. Right. That's the premise of what he was saying. People know Mm -hmm. if you're affiliated with any particular group. And he say, if you get into it or want to go find somebody from a rival gang and do something to him, he said, who are you looking for? You're looking for you. He said, because by the way you dress, people know if you're affiliated. He say, and it dawned on me as I'm riding through the hood, I'm looking for me. So as you think about business partners and who to go in with. When you're trying to decide who to go into business with, are you looking for you? And if so, is that who you should be looking for when thinking about who to go into business with? When you say looking for you, could you, when you mean it, are you looking for people that have your similar qualities, work ethic, style of working, creativity, or lack thereof? Gotcha. So why, why would you be looking for you if you go in? And in, in if you gangbanging, why would you be looking for you? Because squares don't dress like gang members, to use oh, his words. Oh, so you're looking for people that dress like you, and that doesn't necessarily mean colors or whatever. It's just... Oh. So, let's keep it going, because now you wow. see. So, when you're going into business, wow. are you looking for you? People who look like you metaphorically right and i use the irs tax bracket example to say most of us don't even know what we talking about so are we making a mistake by going in looking for us when it comes to getting into business are we looking for people in our same bracket aka our level when we should be looking for something else, a different bracket, a different level that'll help us grow. Since most people don't know what they're talking about anyway, you got to be careful who you're looking for. So all of that was the setup for today's conversation. A gangster, a gang member taught me about what to look for in a business partner. So let's have this conversation about collaborations and partnerships since our conversation earlier this week was about collaborations and partnerships. Was it? Yeah, remember? We talked about uh, people counting your pockets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about collaborations and partnerships. And wow. Yeah. That's funny how that came full circle, yeah. right? I know I'm a little well, weird. You know what was interesting about it is on the trip that I took this week, most of the podcast that I listened to was talking about collaborations and partnerships. That's why Dude. when we said it, I was like, did we? Because I was like, were you in the car with me or something? But yeah. Man, we so connected, man. Yeah. We've been friends over 20 years. It, um, it just, God works like that. Yeah. Well, my initial conversation was, what did the gangster tell me about, teach me about business partners? Is that loud is soft. <laughs> so I don't want a business partner that that is loud. Like, I don't think people that are well-to-do are loud and and showing everybody. Like, uh, I heard somewhere I read or somewhere I heard, it's so crazy that the rich are working hard to go unseen while the poor work very hard to be seen. Mm. So for me, the local gangsters, the real ones, the real ones, loud is soft. Mm. loud and soft so i guess when i'm looking for a business partner and that's a lot of my quality i don't like bragging or talking about a lot of the things that i'm doing so hmm. so what happens to the person who's not quite where they need to be but they're here you know what i mean you're shaking your head so you know what i mean I, I do like like you're because supposed started, to be in a higher bracket, but you're here and you're in the 10 percent bracket bracket number one. Right. Yeah. But you're, you you want to be at bracket 37 uh, percent. Yeah. You want to be in the highest bracket. That's where you want to be taxed at. Right. Yeah. That's what everybody's saying. But they also afraid the higher they go, they think the more that they're going to get taxed and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Right. It's a different mindset shift. So to the person who's in the 10 percent bracket level one, you recognize that that's where you are. What kind of partnership should you be looking for? The question is, should you be looking for other level ones to level up with? Or should you be looking for others in higher brackets, other levels to help you level up? That's the question. Or three, should you just be so focused on yourself on how to get there, but you would need some type of mentorship in order to get to that top level bracket, huh? I think whether you put a title of mentorship or collaboration or partnership on it, you still identify that you need somebody else. I don't think option three is an option. You can't go by yourself. You have to go with other people. The African proverb says, if you want to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go far, you go, far, you go, you go together. All right. So what's the question? I forgot. <laughs> so the question is, you're at level one. Do you find other level ones to level up with? Or do you find higher level individuals to help you elevate and audience higher level, higher level hit us up on social media let us know higher higher level individuals why you gotta you gotta justify that answer because um i use this quote and i hate to bring it back to money but if you never made a million dollars you can't help somebody else make a million dollars um so i think if i wanted to make a million dollars I need to speak to somebody who's made a million dollars or let's take the dollar value off of it. You know, if I had a friend the other day, somebody we, we both talked to that was like, said, Hey, I went on vacation for a week and I made the same amount of money as if I was there. Mm. If, if I go 
if I leave town for two days, I lose money. <laughs> so I need to talk to them about, all right, what the hell are you doing? So when I can go for a week and not lose any money, because I'm not only am I spending it, I'm not making it. So that's why I say, go ahead. That's why I say, I think you need to talk to somebody in that higher bracket in order to go get somebody to, in order to get the information. So the thought that came to mind then is what if two level ones should run into each other and they want to help each other? We asked them, I, I talked if me and two level ones talk to, I asked them what level threes and fours are you talking to <laughs> and what they told you, because that's what we're trying to be. Mm. So you're saying somebody in the partnership, everybody in the partnership has to be talking to higher levels to learn about what success looks like at those levels to then use it where they're at to elevate themselves. Yeah. And I say this, bro, level ones, even within levels, there's levels. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a level one, 19 and you a level one, two, you might learn from me, but how much can you really help me get to three? Yeah. Let's, let's use more practical terms. Let's use more practical terms. Meaning there are some people who have worked a nine to five all their life. And all of a sudden this year, they're deciding I'm going to be an entrepreneur and they're going to bet on themselves. They're going to take a chance for the first time in their lives. Yeah. Whereas others are still an entrepreneur, but they're still in their first one to two years, one to three years of entrepreneurship. Yeah. They got some lessons that they've learned that they could share with that other individual that would help make their journey that much easier. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And both still in the same level yeah. in that beginning stage of entrepreneurship. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. So, okay. We're having this conversation about partnerships and collaborations you said earlier i don't you said loud is soft i i don't i want to i want a partner who's going to not be too boisterous right which is more like you well i started this this transition into this topic with are you looking for you and should you be looking for you yeah, that's in the part that, that i don't get are you looking for you well no but that's why i asked and and the only place that my brain goes is um had a friend tell me earlier this couple months about a month ago that i'm not acting like who i am so the, the word that they use is you talk about wealth but you you act like you're poor or you speak like you're poor something along those lines so it, that's why i asked the question of is it possible that you may have the talent and the acumen and the drive but your actions you know, you have all of the stuff that that looks like a level three, four, five, six, seven, but you're really just sitting at one because of the things that you do. I think it comes back to awareness because it's one thing to know that you have all of the uh, attributes, the acumen, the et cetera, and intentionally downplay it or not show all your cards for the sake of remaining humble or just making sure people, you know, don't need to know what's going on in your business versus you have all of that talent and those gifts and not even aware that you have them and, and therefore don't know how to leverage them. So you're going to stay at a level one because you haven't figured out how to leverage the gifts that you already have in your toolbox. Those are two different things. Or you're so, self-sabotaging. 
you're self-sabotaging. You know it and you self-sabotage, right? So there's, to your point, I think it comes back to self-awareness. Mm. It comes back to knowing what your gifts are, what tools you have in a toolbox and knowing how to leverage those tools, how to actually use them. Because once you learn that, the sky's the limit. Yeah. I can turn it on and turn it off whenever I want to. Yeah, I agree. So for me, it's about awareness. So are Back you looking the- for the person? Let me ask you, because I feel like I've been on the hot seat. Are you looking for the person that looks like you or not? I'm not. I'm I've what I realized in having this conversation with myself before coming on here is I've always kind of looked for the person that don't look like me. Example, this partnership, this collaboration, you and I have been labeled as opposites for many years for, you know, for a number of different reasons. But we have similar traits. Mm. We have similar ambitions. We have similar goals. But our approaches, I mean, the whole premise of this show is two friends who took two different paths, ended up at the same spot. Mm -hmm. I've always kind of looked for that what do you bring to the table teammate that's different? My wife, we're opposites. I'm more of the extrovert. She's more of the introvert. She's more of the, let me do my research. I'm more of the, well, let's try it and see in a lot of moments, right? So for me, I've always had a predisposition to not look for me mm. when when thinking about my partnerships, when thinking about my collaborations. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So... If if feet was to the fire, you look at our relationship, you look at your other partnerships. Have you looked for you or have you unknowingly always looked for something else in your partnerships? And that's what drew you to people. If you take away the street analogy, the gangster analogy, it would definitely be. The uh, the looking for people that look different than me. Okay. If you take away, if you take away the the gangster, <laughs> yeah, the gangster yeah. analogy. So the real question that I want to I want you to spell out is what are some of those attributes that if somebody wanted to get into business with you, with Doc, with Shane Calhoun, what are some of those attributes you you look for in that individual in addition to not being boisterous? Um, great question, and I would say. A person that is interested in collaboration and not competition. Mm. A person that good business is more important than the money because you know that if you do good business, the money's gonna come. Mm. And then a person that is interested in lifting while they pull helping others so as they grow they're bringing others up and a person that knows more than me like i i do believe if you're the smartest one in the room you need to change your room if you're the yeah you you not that you're abandoning the room but you need to to constant growth constant growth like the um our, our friends that we've developed in a lot of ways through this podcast to me in my opinion i hold them on a pedestal and that they're what i aspire to be now when i get there i'm not going to dump them because they're Correct. probably going to be higher but Correct. you're looking for or you know we're going to go try you know we're looking for the next level yeah so those would yeah. be the qualities that i i would look for yeah 
I would say in addition to what you shared, um, people who have the ability to tell the honest truth, yes, even when it when it's not the favorable opinion, yeah, when it's not popular, when it hurts, yeah, when it yeah. hurts. Like I, I need, I need collaborations. I need business partners who will say, "Hey, that could have been done better." Nah, you don't even gotta right? be that nice, man. Oh, that sucked. So, so. <laughs> I want a person who has the ability to tell me that it could have been done better, but also be able to communicate effectively because although what you might be saying is right, not just communicate with me, just because I got tough skin and can take, yo, man, that sucks. Other people. That don't mean the other people we're going to work with and serve can handle that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I need you to have a switch yeah. that you can flip on and off depending on your audience. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of communication. Yeah. I need in my business partners the ability to say no. Mm. Even when the opportunity looks too good to turn See, down and pass. And up. That, that that would be perfect because I don't know how to say no yet. So that, that's been one of the things me and um one of my buddies, mentors that I've been working with here recently been working on is is and I'm texting him talking about, bro, I just said no four times this week. I'm winning. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. 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 Like you have to you have to be able to say no to things. Um, one for recognizing your own capacity and what you can take on in that season, in that moment. But then two, you also have to be able to say no, because what comes with negotiating deals is a confidence that you don't need this deal in order to be successful. And when other people at the table recognize that you're not desperate, you're not operating out of a place of desperation, that gives you power mm. to leverage, to operate, to negotiate. And so every deal I walk up to, I need them to know I don't need this. I will walk away from this if this doesn't make sense. I state that in a number of different ways. Like, like even when like organizers, event organizers come to me and ask me to, about doing a speaking gig, I will say to them early on in the process, I want to learn about your goals, your objectives for your event. And I want you to hear about my values and what I stand on because I want to make sure that our platforms align. Because if they don't, then I would recommend you get with another speaker. That's telling them. I will tell you, no, that this ain't the gig for me. I'm not desperate. Mm -hmm. I don't need you. I will walk away from this. And I need them to know that. But I speak to it from a place of mutual agreement that it makes sense to move forward. Mm. So you got to have the ability to say no, walk away. I would say last, you know, in addition to what I shared thus far that I'm that I look for in business partnerships, you said it, but I want to echo it. The never-ending desire to grow mm. um, and growth comes in a number of different ways it comes in the form of knowledge it comes in the form of physical growth like your situation like if you own a portion of the business that's your portion and i own a portion of the business i want you to be hungry to grow that portion of the business because yeah. that also continues to drive and push me i would hate to only be growing my part of the business and you just eating off of what I'm doing over here. I will not carry dead weight. Yeah. You know, so continual growth, knowledge, continue to feed your mind, share back, help others grow. That's another form of growth. Yeah. Right. By helping others grow. Like those are all important attributes that I look for in business partnerships. But what I'm, I'm curious about and our audience can chime in on this is 
One, what do other people look for in their business partnerships? But then two, why do you think people fail at picking partners? Why do people fail at picking partners, good partners? I would argue because they fail to pick partners. They fail to pick partners? What do you mean? They don't. Meaning they don't even collaborate with other people? Hmm. Now, are you saying they just suck at collaborating and working as a team no, player? Or I, they I just everybody's trying it by themselves? Trying it by themselves and everybody's in competition. Hmm. I, I don't know if I said it here. What they, What I said was collaboration happens at the top competition happens at the bottom or people would rather have a hundred percent of a grape as opposed to 60% of a watermelon. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. God dang. Let that sink in just for a second. <laughs> <sighs> My Jesus, that'll preach all by itself. <laughs> Jesus, you'd rather have 100% of a grape than 60% of a watermelon. Because all you heard was 100% and 60%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I'm mad. I'm mad at the person right now who only heard 100% and 60%. You darn right. Yeah, I'm mad at you. Yeah. Jesus. But I have found that it only happens with people at a certain level. Mm. You know, mm. that's that's one of the things, and he was on the last pod, that's one of the things I love about Nelson. I have never met a person, like, when I reached out to him, I it was almost as if I was reaching out to a celebrity in my mind. And he was just so giving. And I have found that the more successful that I perceive a person to be in the last, especially in this entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. The more that they give. Yeah. I've, I've found that like, the, 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 I mean, like just give, but the yeah. other way around, like, you know, we were talking about collaborations and people in your pockets, man. I, I've had, um, you know, <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the last month, I guess people just decide he was eating too good, you know? So we got to go and we got to cut him out, you know? And it's all right. It's cool. <laughs> we going to fish, bro. That's it. Yeah. Throw that. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I've gained some patience as I've gotten older. Yeah. People, I don't know if people caught the metaphor in that. We going to fish, meaning <laughs> we're not going to wait on somebody to give us a fish. Nah. We going to go I'm fish go because back. we learned how to fish. Yeah. I'm gonna set right. four or five of them, them, them four or five of them lines up. Put bells. Yeah, yeah. I don't even yeah. know how to fish, Cast but I'm a pose. fish. Cast poles, baby. Yes, like you know. So, yeah, man. Collaboration is where it's at. Having the right people around you is where it's at. Um, you know what I thought you were you were meaning when you said people aren't collaborating. Meaning people were getting into partnerships but they had such selfish ambitions and intentions that it never felt like a collaboration. Mm. And so you can't call a collaboration if it's only one-sided and people are in it for selfish reasons. That's where I thought you were And I mean, that's true, but I, I mean, I'm seeing that people are not even entering 
acknowledging mm. um, that they need help, that they need that. Nah. There, there is a false sense of reality of where people are versus where they think they are. I'm going to give you an example. True. I, I, and this is a transparency. There's a couple times when you said to me, how can I help you? Well, I'm not going to say that it offended me, but I was just like, why the hell would he ask me that? Like, I don't get it. And it took me some sitting down and just really thinking of the heart of the question. And mm. the problem is enough of us don't ask that question genuinely enough. And mean it. And mean like it. I how, can I, help. how can I help you? No strings attached. No, no. I help you and then you go tell, no, I go tell no, everybody. No, no just mm -hmm. like, yo, what can I do to help you? And that's that, that's that mindset. You know what I'm saying? So when I say that people aren't even coming to the table to collaborate, I would just say most of them don't even know it. You know, um, I'm going to give him a shout out because I know that he's, uh, I guess, a new listener. Um, my, my, um, my partner, Michael Floyd, he, uh, he said um a couple things he's said but he's he's been a a hell of a motivator for me personally but like when all the uh equipment that i was telling you about was purchased the first thing oh, he yeah. said to me is why the hell would i tie myself up with that when you're doing it mm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's a good guy and he very well he very well might and you know, but, and it's cool, but like just knowing that that was at least a thought and it wasn't about the, there's value. And, and he's yeah. one of the, he's a person that there, there are areas where I feel like he's like a level three, four, like above me in some things where he looks at me as, as I'm way up there and, 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 and it may work. So you may be a level three, four in this area. And then I may be a level. Yeah, we work together now. And we and we lift each other. So, yeah, man, you gotta. Um, it can't be always be about you. You gotta sure. um help lift all the all all the stuff. Yeah, rising tides raises all ships. Yep. And your light will never dim by helping someone else's shine. Yep. So it's truly believing in those affirmations um that i think will allow people to collaborate better and identify better partnerships you know I, i'll say this one last thing around you know the challenges of identifying the right partners and then we can get up out of here uh, what i've seen in addition to people being so focused on competing with one another as opposed to collaborating is um What's the best way to say this? Um, people suck at picking the right business partners because they've opted out or abdicated their option to vote, to choose, and they're letting people pick them. They're being told we're going to collaborate. We should collaborate together as opposed to sitting back and evaluating well, does this collaboration make sense? And I'll use this example in coaching my daughter. Although, and this is both coaching my daughter and my son as they're launching their businesses. Although you are a brand new business with no clientele going out into the marketplace, trying to get clients, 
it is easy to believe that or tell yourself that you have no leverage mm. in this negotiation, that you need them more than they need you because they are an established business. You got gotcha. their business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What doesn't change, what will not change for the eternity that we are walking this earth is you as a business owner are in a position to evaluate whether it makes sense to invest your time, money, effort, and resources into any clientele you decide to work with. Yeah. So therefore you have the option to say yes or no. Yeah. And the moment that you realize that you are trying to qualify them, meaning determine if your time, effort, money, resources are worth investing in them is the moment that your business will really take off. Because again, it tells the clientele and tells others that we are equal. We both woke up this morning and put our pants on one leg at a time. The only profession that I know of that puts it on two at a time is firemen. And if you're not a fireman, then we got up and did the same thing the same way. <laughs> Wait, cause how far firemen put their pants on at the same time? So I learned this. The fireman said that they pants is like a suit, it's like a jumpsuit, right? And they step into it, right? Both feet, and they got to pull it up. Both feet, same, one at a time. If they try to put one leg in, pull it up a little bit, and then put it up, it's not going to work. The suit don't work like that because it's almost like overall, but they got to pull it up two feet. I just learned that. See? Growth, man. <laughs> Interested. Because I used to use that analogy. Like, I used to tell my basketball team all the time, like, yo, unless you see a person that jump in their pants with two feet, you ain't worried about it. They, they, they fire me. They fire. I just I learned they do. They jump in yeah. two feet. That bell go off. They jump in two feet. Let's I go. did not know that. So I've been using a false analogy. Golly. Me Got too. To the fire me too. I'm looking for others. If you know other professions that jump in their suits like this, let me know. <laughs> Astronauts? Now, keep in mind. Who? Astronauts? Potentially. Uh -huh. Potentially that might be another one, but I don't know if it's like zip up like coveralls, like it's zip up in the middle, you know, so you can step into that one at a time. But here's the thing. All of those people, before they put on that suit of their profession, woke up and put their pants on one leg at a time. <laughs> there you go. They, they, <laughs> I'm not going to use that analogy because I'm about to say they just in a suit like that. <laughs> Look, that's how they do their whole life. Everybody <laughs> jump in two feet and practice for their job. Oh, that's some good stuff. Hey man, you know we always check in on footwork. The the new quarter is upon us. And footwork for any of our new listeners uh is an opportunity for us to talk about one step we took to get us closer to a goal that we have. And we try to share that, hopefully, to inspire you all to continue to take a step forward towards your goal. So, Doc, what's one step you've taken closer to get you closer to a goal? Just working on the socials at Creating Hustle fourteen forty on every platform, and then at Purpose Addicts on every platform: Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. If you go to either of those at Creating Hustle fourteen forty or at uh purpose addicts that's that's the steps that um even in this conversation i've just decided on that's what we're going to be doing here in the next quarter just trying to build those up that's what's up that's what's up uh footwork for me 
coming up couple areas actually uh our family business profile district that's profile with a wide profile district we're actually finishing up the last bit of our website refresh and new products i sent you some pictures of some products we're going to be offering next year uh we're getting into embroidery at some point next year so be on the lookout for that um, but I'm excited about the, the refresh that we're doing to the family business. We have an online custom apparel business. So if you're in the market needing custom designs put on T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, long sleeves, you name it, holla at us. Profile District, that's P-R-O-F-Y-L-E district.com profile district also on my coach vic side coachviclive.com is my website uh i actually invested in some software to manage all of my customers better i've been using an excel spreadsheet and this may seem small but we talk about automation we talk about elevating we talk about making it easier for you to grow well I found some software that I can use that'll help me to manage all my clientele and organize all of that information in one place. So that was a huge step. Uh, it is called Hub. Oh, you're going to make me lie. Um, oh, I got it up right now. HubSpot. Ah, no, HubSpot. Yep. HubSpot. So investing in that already, I can see the benefit for what it's doing to my business and organizing stuff. It was information that I had up here and in a notebook somewhere that i'm like oh i can put it all right here and i won't forget it so uh organizing yourselves can help you elevate your business if you haven't done so already i would encourage you to do so other than that you got anything for the people before we close out of this episode bro do good work do good work it's definitely gonna pay off people purpose addicts uh we always try to leave you with a quote a word of the day of the week, something that inspires inspiration and uh, considering today's topic uh, as we approach the new year, when we're recording this, we are finishing up 2023 headed into 2024. This quote is by Marie Forleo. It says, stay on your hustle and have patience. Focus on long-term success, not a short-term ego trip. Not a short-term ego trip. Stay on your hustle, people. As always, we appreciate you for rocking with us. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, share the show. If you'd like to be a guest on Purpose Addicts, reach out to us. We're on all of the socials, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, connect with Doc or myself. Let's have a conversation about why you're addicted to pursuing your purpose. And let's see if we can't get you on the show. As always, we appreciate you for rocking with us. Live life on purpose. That's Doc. I'm Coach Vic. We out. And I think a lot of the times, everybody's not going to understand your vision, your walk, your purpose, your desires, your dreams, your goals. And they don't have to, because I'm going to tell you a secret. Everybody ready? It's yours. It don't belong to them. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't they teeth to brush. Ain't they armpits to put deodorant on. It's yours. This message is for anyone who is not answering the calling on their life. I want you to take note of something. That one thing, that one talent, that one gift you have, that idea that could give birth to a solution that possibly brings harmony to the world will never get the chance to breathe life if you continue to let fear kidnap you from your future. That's right, I said, if you continue to let fear kidnap you from your future. 
Too many times we settle for good things when we can have God things. And purpose is a God-given gift. Not everybody fulfills their purpose. Not everybody discovers it. Not everybody walks in it. But if you're willing to give up the good things to get to the God things, well, baby, I promise you purpose, that's for you. Failure is a part of success. I heard that somewhere. I didn't make that. Failure is a part of success. Yeah. Yeah. You know I love what I'm saying? That. You could try 10 times 